MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone and join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 159. Even though I'm in a, we, we, I'll say we, are in a feud with the, this network's uh, hockey gambling podcast, I'm going to dedicate this to one of their hosts or hosts, Joel Marlborough, man, Meyer, um, because last night at um, UFC, whatever it was, UFC Vegas 57, he went 12-0 and with his picks. Or at least he claims to have gone 12 and 0 with, with all of his bets um, on that event. So he hit everyone correct. So this goes out to him. This just makes uh, the feud even uh, grow even stronger if someone from the hockey podcast is is, uh, is doing better than we did. Even though we had we had some good picks too, which we will get into on this here episode. Um, that would be one half of those people who had the good picks. I'm the um, the one who had the uh, the better picks of the two, as per usual. Um, let's just. The way, way it goes around here, I'm the Lil Monster Jeff Fox, um, one of the hosts here. Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, hopefully you're listening to us on our feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. If not, make sure you subscribe to that so you get us in your ears the second we drop the episode. So yes, it was a um, profitable night at uh, UFC Apex for us uh, watching at home last night, including um, my co-host, which I'm going to bring in, who I'm going to bring in now. Um, Maybe Gumby God status again. We'll have to we'll have to uh, talk about this. Um, maybe not for the UFC, but maybe for something else that we'll be discussing on a future podcast. But he's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, but I, I I mean we could mention that we're gonna recap PFL for we you sure guys you on there. Monday where I hit uh, multiple underdogs uh, yes, and did. we'll give you picks for another uh pfl card despite the fact at, at the time of taping there are no odds but anyway yes gumby god for pfl i would also say i hit two 175 or better underdogs yep. at, at uh at sarukian versus gamera which by the way is what i'm here for right i'm the underdog guy You're so underdog i hit yep. i hit i hit two of them two pretty big ones and uh they they went almost exactly the way i had intended them to too so uh that makes it even better it does, and um, I went through all these, I, all the slack after the fact. It seems like the slack was uh, SGPN slack was, it was like, oh, like 500 messages or something last night uh, on the fight channel. It was uh, got a lot of uh, talking to people on there. It seemed like everyone was having a pretty good run of picks on the channel there. I saw you were dipping in and out a bit there too. Yeah, I was, I was in and out. I was at a lake this weekend, so uh, I, I wasn't as passionately in there. But I popped in there one time, and, and even like. Boston Capper was in there. The guy, <laughs> yep. the golfing podcast that uh, the SGBN golfing podcast uh, was in there, you know, dropping some MMA picks. And I was like, man, this, yeah, it was, it was hopping. And maybe it's just all the buzz from the, the event coming up this weekend, like UFC yep. 276 
which we'll be breaking down for you guys on Wednesday. So make sure to tune yep. into that uh, is just like an insane card. So maybe uh, one week before it, even being a fight card that had, you know, like less name value than the standard one, um, it just had a little bit more hype behind it. Possibly um, a lot of sports are winding down right now, too. So um, and, you know, the Dijans have to get their gambling fix somewhere, Dan. So they maybe they'll turn to us now because pretty possibly uh, as of a few hours, uh, we could be down to just baseball. Assuming the Lightning are winning as of the time of recording. But if the Avalanche pull it off, then hockey is done, too. So maybe we'll get more Dijans over onto our, our side of the uh, of the block. But anyhow, it seemed like it was a good night or at least people claim it was a good night uh, for them and their picks. So that, that's all that matters. So. Um, pretty fun event to watch again too the ufc's uh on a pretty good run of events here uh, um wasn't a whole lot of duds last night it wasn't as crazy as the last two events but not many events are but um it was still a pretty good night so let's um let's recap it and look ahead to that crazy card that's coming up um that we'll be breaking down later on this week first we're going to tell you about our friends over at win of course and make sure you get down on the wins about 50 Dollars at win at $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. That would make you a legend. Uh, multiple entries allowed. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, as do most of the SGPN gang, it seems. It is a game-changing product like anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It is super simple first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points of basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm and everyone else is excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests if I had buddies and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with some more winning picks from Daniel Gumby Vreeland, who is prepared. Uh, I, I, yeah, I am actually prepared this time. Yes. I'll give you uh, I'll give you Xander Bogarts uh, over on the hits. Um, he has absolutely – now I'm forgetting who – see, I was half prepared, and now I'm like – now I'm stumbling on it. I know he was – whoever he's facing on Tuesday – or Monday, rather – He's absolutely ripped a new one. So uh, I had him circled for daily fantasy reasons. And I was like, oh, I'll just parlay that into that. And now I forgot who the pitcher is. My stalling has successfully got me to a point where I'm clicking on the wrong game. And now no Sonny Gray is starting for the Twins tomorrow. I have him in fantasy, so he's going to pitch really good. Oh, Kevin you know Gossman. He's facing Kevin Gossman. Uh, and yes. so the Red Sox. The Blue Jays. They, Red Sox facing Kevin Gossman. Uh, he's got 16 hits off of him. He's hitting like 380, I think, I saw off of Gossman. So, like, he's got the dude's number. Go ahead and ride that, Xander Bogarts. But I traded him a few weeks ago. I don't want him to do good, especially against the Blue Jays. No. Uh, don't ride that. I'm, yeah, ride, ride that, though. <laughs> All right, fine. Ride it. Here's what you do. 
on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms, conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. So last night from the UFC Apex, we had UFC on ESPN, Zerukian versus the Gamma Rot. You may know it as UFC Vegas 57. Um, pretty a fun event. 12, 12 fights we had, and we had one, two, three, four, five, six to six uh, finishes. So wasn't quite as crazy as all the uh, the past two, but not many events are. But uh, it was profitable, and it was still an enjoyable card um, to watch, and especially to win money on. Well, every card that you win money money on is enjoyable, but um, this one was especially so. Uh, especially in the main event where we had Dan and I had a big plus 200 dog. Could have got better odds later on in the week. It seems like it. Uh, I saw him as high as what 220 for Matthias. 220, Gamera. 225 for for Matthias Wow. I was kind of like, as I was listening and reading more about uh, this fight, I was not feeling as good about my pick, but it did come through. Um, controversially, perhaps, um, it sounds like uh, most people think that we, we kind of got a, uh, actually, he caught a good break from from the um, judges last night, but he did beat Matthias Gamrat, did beat Armin Zarukian, unanimous decision, 48-47, 48-47, 48-47, in a spirited affair where basically their grappling negated one another, which we kind of predicted it could have. And uh, Gamrat, I guess, got the best on the feet, according to the judges, even though Zarukian was killing him with, with body kicks. Um, thoughts on it, Dan, other than so us I, winning? I, I, first of all, I don't I don't think it was even on the mat at all. Uh, anytime anybody was in a good position or close to a submission, it was Gamrat. Um, Sarugian never had a good position in that fight if it hit the mat, not one. You are the, uh, the grappling whiz, so you yeah, win. like, like I, I, in, in, I think this is where a, a lot of people were like confused and thought that Sarugian won, which by the way, like all three judges scored the fight exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, if you look at verdict, which by the way, I, I'm not a big like proponent of saying like the verdict scorecards are right because they're they're fans and like you know we all have our own biases and reasons why we score fights and you know there's variable amounts of people knowing the the scoring criteria so like those scorecards aren't perfect but the reason i bring it up is those scorecards also called the fight exactly the same way three judges did so like you have three judges in the mass population of people who follow that app or use that app in like all four scored the fight exactly the same in all regards. Like, look, I, I think, you know, in the round in question for a lot of people is round four, like Sarukian hits that, that spinning back fist that knocks Gamrot down. I don't think it wobbled him as much as it like caught him off guard um, and like caught him off balance. And he fell like, it wasn't like he was stunned. Uh, Cause then he went right into grappling and had great positions from it. Um, I, I think I saw he spent two minutes in top control time and like, you can say what you want about like, oh, you know, just controlling the fight doesn't win the fight because you know, like that, that's what we've been saying about grappling for some time. And that's what we've been saying about like takedowns and just laying there. And I think that's another thing is that like the, the common public was all like, oh, takedowns don't really score. And it, that's like, that's fundamentally true if he does nothing, but at no point in this fight were either of these fighters doing nothing. Right, especially Gamrot on top. Gamrot never settled for where he was. Um, like if you go back and watch that fight, there wasn't a minute where he was like settled in. 
he was constantly moving, constantly improving, constantly throwing strikes. So like, yeah, I, scoring it real time, I didn't think it was controversial. And then I turned on Twitter and I think people with money on Saruki and uh, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly were pretty bummed out. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You, you never know people's motives or even hidden, you know, they may not even realize it themselves. So um, good fight though. Um, oh, amazing fight. Deserved, yeah. deserved fight of the night. Yes. Probably the, I would say probably I, unless KSW carries uh, as much weight, but best, um, biggest win of, um, Gamrot's career. You'd have to say at this point. Ooh, yeah, prob probably. I mean, like, it's funny. Cause like the win against Carlos Diego Fajeda was more dominant looking. Yeah. Um, and obviously Jeremy Stevens is probably a bigger name than either of those two, but yeah, you're right. Like probably still the biggest win of his career in terms of like what it should do for him. I, I think it ought to propel him. Uh, and I haven't done my rankings this week, so I don't know for sure, but like it ought to propel him into like the top seven ish, right. Of that division. Yeah. Cause he was what? 11 and he beat 10. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of those guys right around those numbers too, like, uh, you know, like eight, nine, 10 are all like Tony Ferguson, Connor McGregor, um dan dan hooker i i think all chilling right around that level and i didn't get them all right one was half elf as he is um but like you know a camera has that that's a baller win right there for him i i think that puts him in the the half dos anjos sphere which is number seven like i i might pick him to win beat rda yep all right, the performance rankings that I run on my site, moneymma.substack.com, looks like after this fight, he jumps up to sixth. He just edges slightly ahead of Fiziev. So we got Oliveira, Makashev, Poye, Gaethje, Grant Dawson. There's the surprise one, right? Uh, yeah, it's probably the, some of the featherweight wins with the, the yeah. math. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, our man, Gamrot. So there you go. Um, yeah, big win for him. Not the end of the world for, for Zaruki neither. Um, he has lost before. I'm sure he'll, he'll lose again. So, um, but yeah. And he's only 20, he's only 25 too. That's the other thing. He's just a little boy. So, um, yeah, nice win for us. It sounds like people, um, hit it, uh, in the Slack channel too. So, um, they seem very happy about that win. They were, um, singing a, Damian Marley's song "Welcome to Jamrock." They changed it to "Welcome to Gamrot," and they were apparently blasting it in, in their respective houses and singing. So it was <laughs> a joyous night for all, um, especially when you hit a plus two hundred dog. So we hit that one. We hit the next, uh, the co-main event as well. This one was not as much of a surprise, and it only got us minus three seventy-five money. Uh, but what a monster! What a problem, as the kids say, Shavkat Rachmanov is in the welterweight division. Submission guillotine choke, Neil Magny. Uh, two seconds left in the second round, got himself a bonus, got Magni to tap out. Magni was game. This wasn't Magni not showing up. Um, Rachmanov is just that good at this point. Yeah, and I'm going to get to how good Rachmanov is, but you just reminded me by saying bonuses. So yes. t- two weeks in a row, they gave everybody who finished a bonus. Right, yep. Last night, <laughs> last night they gave more than usual Right. with three Yep. But less than everybody. And I will also just say how fucking wild it is that Josh Parisian winds up being one of the ones who gets one and yep. not Mario Batista for that rear naked choke or Carlos Alberg for that TKO. Yeah. Like Alberg's was impressive. Dude, yep. Parisian versus Baudot might have been one of the uh, 
one of the worst hot like heavyweight MMA fights. So ever. heavyweight. It, it was, was so very, heavyweight. It was very heavyweight. But anyway, let's 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 not dwell on that. Shravkat Rachmanov is absolutely a problem. My goodness, did he like putting two rounds of work on Neil Magny like that? Where it, it looked like Neil Magny had no chance ever. Uh, yep. You know what you know what I mean? It looked like, and we're going to talk about Umar Nurmagomedov looking good against Nate Manis. Uh, like it just never felt like Nate Manis had an opening to do anything. It felt like that with Neil Magny, except for it was Neil Magny. Um, yep. Question for you, because I, I like yeah. I, I like switching things up. Yeah, yeah. Question for Boy. you: If you're buying stock in either Shavkat Rachmanov or Kamzat Chimaev, which one are you buying stock in? Uh, Rachmanov. Yeah, I think I think I am too. I think that's I, the right I, answer. I don't I don't know if I can articulate why, but I, I think I have more maybe because there's less hype, and so I I think he's more legit maybe <laughs> because there's less people saying that he's legit. I don't know. Um, I think I like could his, be recency I, bias. Who knows? But I think I like yeah. his striking better. I, I think oh yeah, for sure. More, I think he's a more complete martial artist. That's what I was right? going to say. I, yes. Yeah. He's more well-rounded he, for sure. Yeah. He didn't look. I, I mean, like he didn't look dominant in the same way that like Kamzat was in a lot of his early grappling matches, but like also he was fighting Neil Magny. So like yeah. you're, you wouldn't look that good. You know, like the best person that Kamzat is ragdolled is Lee Jing Liang. And, and like, he is a terrible defensive grappler. Uh, so like for Shavkat to do that to Neil Magny, so impressive looking for the finish all the time. He's also got like a really weird body frame uh, that makes him really long in the division. Um, so with his like, you know, he's got some spinning strikes in there and stuff like that too. Yeah, like I, I actually think he's a bigger problem than than Kamzat, and I might be wrong long term on that, but I I do think that this guy, man, like start pairing him up with the the Wonder Boys and the the Michael Chiesas and people like that. Like that's that's where he needs to be next for sure. Yeah, he's um yeah he didn't seem desperate um to utilize his grappling like Kamzat seems almost like he has to he has to grapple um yeah basically Rockmanov just did whatever he wanted to or wherever the fight took him he dominated so yeah he, he he looks like he's out there fighting a mixed martial arts fight and not fighting a wrestling match or a grappling yep. match that he's going to strike his way into Exactly. He's jumped. He's number two already in my performance rankings um, at Welterweight because the talent he's beaten and the fact that he's finished every single one um, got him mucho points. So um, I'm not saying he in, re- in IRL, as the kids say, in real life, he's the second best Welterweight, but um, he definitely deserves our respect uh, for sure, especially um, after that performance last night. And like I said, it wasn't a matter of Magni not not doing Magni things. He he couldn't do um, what he wanted to do. So we hit that one. We missed the next one. Uh, the worst heavyweight, <laughs> not the worst heavyweight fight ever, but a pretty bad fight. Alan Bodo uh, lost pretty much a pick and fight to Josh Parisian. He had Parisian close to he had, was close to finishing him, and then as tends to happen in heavyweight fights, if one guy doesn't finish the other guy, then that guy gets tired and the other guy finishes him kind of like in hockey. If a goalie makes an amazing save at one end, then the team goes and scores at the other end. So TKO punches Josh Parisian three Oh four into the second round. I don't know if we really need to say much about this fight. No, all I'm going to say, 
Yeah, it, it was it was bad. Um, all I'm gonna say is shout out to all the guys in the Slack who had the over one and a half. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Which, yeah. Which we're is, counting down the minutes, the seconds actually. <laughs> yeah. Mark Mark Smith is the real MVP of this fight card. Right. Uh, letting that fight yeah. go on. Um, yeah. and letting this get to uh, looks like 34 seconds over the the, the over. So uh, yeah, shout out Mark yep. Smith and everybody who had the over ticket. <laughs> Yes. Um, I just wish they would stop putting fights like this third from the top. Like it's like there's so many. This fight should should have been the opening fight, basically. Um, yeah. One, and I th- I think the thought, you know, not to again, we don't want to dwell on this, but I think the thought was like you know, they're big guys. They're going to go out and like get a finish for you. And that's like fun. But then why did. not Carlos Allberg versus Tafon Chukwe? Yeah, that was fun. You know, like that that that, that was a legitimately fun 65 or 75 second fight. Like. Yep. That, and you you know on paper it's going to be better. <laughs> yep. Anyhow, Parisian got a bonus, so good for him. And he says he belongs in the UFC. I just saw a headline, so there you go. He belongs. Um, if you say so. Tiago Moises, we hit this one minus 240. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Over Christos Giagos, running a choke, 305 into the first round. Wow, what an impressive performance for Tiago Moises. Very impressive. Yeah, not not surprising though, right? Like he's no, he he's picked inc- it. Yeah, and he's also an incredible grappler up against a guy who, like, likes to wrestle and pretty much only likes to wrestle. So, like, yeah, like, this this was always going to be the easy pick it was. And, yeah, like, good good on Moises for getting back in the wind column. Yep. Um, Benamates. Dan got silly here. Um, he knew he was silly picking Nate Manis. He just thought it was – he just liked that plus 550 beside his name. But it was Umar, plus seven. 50 by fight time. <laughs> yep. Umar Nirmaga made off uh, maybe 1250 on his minus 800 odds. Um, beating Nate Manis 327, 30-26, 30-25. Grappled him to death. Looked good in the feet, too. Uh, did he? Did he look he good on the kick. feet? Did, did he, <laughs> he look heck. good on the feet? Because I, I, I saw know. somebody, he I saw somebody, fight. yeah, I saw somebody gif out a picture of him throwing one kick i think it was a spinning back kick to the body or something like that and somebody turned it into a gif and they're like can you believe this guy with like 82 exclamation points and i was like that's all he landed that was the only thing he landed (laughs) in the whole fight and that includes after it got to the ground like he didn't land anything i i I take umbrage with the the 30 25 score like don't get me wrong Manis had no offense going, but like he was never like he never got punched. So like, how do you give a 30, yeah. 25 score? So, um, yeah, like again, Umar, as I said in the beginning, made it so Nate Manis looked like he was never in the fight. But also, I did not walk away from that being like, ooh, Umar Nurmagomedov is a problem. Like, it looked like a, the type of guy who, similarly, like we said to Kamzat, like he's going to run into somebody who's going to stuff his takedowns at some point, And then he's going to be in a lot of trouble. I think. No, he threw a kick though. Like I said, he, he did. He did. I will give you that. He threw a kick. Um, yes. I'm going to really up. land, but he threw a kick. Oh yeah. And, and that's the, it was wild. Like, and I, I, I'm, I'll give you a little glimpse into my life here. I was halfway through typing a response on Twitter to this person. Like, it's the only fucking thing that he threw. Like, yeah. like the whole fight. Halfway through, like, a very long uh, response to them. And then I was like, this doesn't matter. I'm yeah, not going to exactly. send I'm not going to send this. <laughs> Dance mature. Everyone else should be that way as well. Just leave it leave it in your uh, in your drafts and, and don't ever send it out. He threw. Um, he, it, it, according to this, he threw 100 significant strikes. There ain't no way he threw 100 significant strikes. 
Uh, I'll buy that he threw 100 strikes. I wonder how yeah. many of them were on the ground. We're, we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, a win is a win for me, so I'll take it. Uh, he threw 33 punches at distance and landed 17 of them. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Not many. <laughs> Dan is a little salty for losing that losing that uh, bet, but we hit the next one. Chris Curtis, the action man, came through. Very smart, calculated fight. It wasn't just him blitzing someone with with power. Minus one fifty five, we got on him, which was a very nice number we thought at the time, and so we took it. Uh, beat Rodolfo Vieira, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight. Peppered him with body shots. Stuffed every like what. I don't know what the number ended up being. 17 or was it more than that? Uh, take down I think I, I think I saw it was Curtis or uh, uh, sorry, Chris Curtis. Uh, I think I saw it was 20. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Vera just started spamming them at the end there, but uh, to, to no avail. Curtis, very another impressive performance. This man is uh, is a com- complete fighter, not just a uh, flashy power knockout guy. Yeah, and I had the intern check. It was indeed 20. I'll also say this, too, just in general. Like, it was maybe his least impressive-looking performance, but I think he fought better than he has in all of his other fights. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like like you said, he was composed. He didn't go out there looking to take Vieira's head off. Instead, he, like, worked the body shots. He tired out a guy known to tire out. Um, and who needs his energy and his, his wits about him in order to win a grappling match. So like, yeah, like it it was, you know, smart. It was well put together. He boxed well. Uh, he looks like a real, I mean, he's definitely a top 15 guy at this point, uh, real top 15 guy in the, the thin middleweight division. Yep. He is a very nice fighter to watch. So glad we have him on the scene and glad we got a, uh, Got the minus 155 on him. I, I guess it depends who he fights in the future, but I think of the days of getting nice numbers on him it may be through. So, um, you know, but, it's it's funny hmm. too. You know, we, we talked about the numbers moving. You said negative 155. Yeah, by fight time, he was, by, yeah, by fight time, he was like negative 115. Like a whole really? bunch of money came in on, on Hudolfo. Yeah, I saw the, the the broadcast they posted. Hudolfo was only like a plus 105 dog or something like that. And I was like, whoa, when did that change? Well, I hope all those people who made those bets were using IP Vanish, Dan. Because did you know <laughs> that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN when I make bets on Chris Curtis. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means all your private details, passwords, communications, Browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H. In case you don't know how to spell, .com slash SGP. All right. Uh, we will rip through these here prelims and we'll get you all out of here. How does that sound? Um, we already touched on this fight briefly. 
Uh, Carlos Alberg minus 120. Dan and I hit this one as well. Looked very good against Tapon Minchukwi. Uh, TKO punches 115 in the first round. Man, they were some fast hands in Alberg. It kind of it shows you that there are levels to the striking game, and when you get like a professional kickboxer um, getting a chance to to show his stuff in MMA, you get a performance like that. Yeah, and and it goes back to what we said in the breakdown too, where like. Olberg and, and Chukwi are both guys who make mistakes. They make mistakes fairly often. Uh, but at the same time, why, why not take the guy with a kickboxing background in, in probably more power? So, yep, exactly. So we did. Um, Dan got the next one right. I got the next one wrong. Imagine that. Uh, this is another one of Dan's big hits. Shailen Nurdambiki plus 175 um, win for Dan over TJ Brown. Both men had the same hair. A dyed hair color, which made it confusing. Um, but um, Neurodambiki had his hand raised 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. Yeah, he, I mean, he looked damn good, didn't he? Uh, yeah. in, in kind of in the same fashion that I said, he's a better grappler than TJ Brown. Um, you know, like the only round that Brown might have won was like on a reversal and he wound up on top for a little bit longer and had like a little bit more striking going. But for the most part, Shayoan Nerdim, how are they saying it? Is Nerdim, they were saying a different. Yeah, they're saying or yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, I'm never gonna get the pronunciation of that dude's name right. Um, but yeah, he looked good. Um, and I think, uh, you know, like kind of not to keep harkening back to what we were talking about on Wednesday, but like he his performance against Josh Kolobow. I know people wrote him off after that, but now that Kolobow loss, being yep. a split, looks so good because Kolobow has has looked good in his own right. Yep. Um, this man did not look good to start, but I was I was. But I was cursing him and about to write him off, but he, he pulled it out for us. Sergey Morozov ended up beating Holly and Paiva. 29-28-29-28-29-28. Still not really showing the potential that he came into the UFC with, but at least it's a win, and it got us minus 145 money. Yeah, he looks shitty on the feet. Yep. <laughs> like, Correct. Real bad. Correct. Yeah, that's, uh, was... that's pretty much all I have to say. And, like, he didn't look that bad in M1. I continuously keep going back to that idea where, like, he he does does not look that bad uh, all the way back there, and now he just can't seem to put it together. Nope. Uh, next fight, you always got to go with Team Racist. Dan, Team Racist came through for us. Go Racist. Uh, Cody Durden, TKO punches, JP Bays, minute eight into the first round. Got me, it was a slight underdog, so it got me minus 105 money. Dan was on the side of Bays. I was right. You, you always got to side with the uh, dirty racist, Dan. Yeah, it's it's a weird one to, like, look back on because, like, who in their right mind would have thought that fight would have not devolved into, like, a grappling wrestling match and instead yeah. would have ended in boxing in 68 seconds? Uh, but, yeah, like, uh, Bayes just continues to, like, not show what he's really capable of because I, th- I think it's a lot better than that. So uh, it's, it's too bad because that's probably the big ugly axe for him. That will most definitely be the big ugly axe for him. 0-3 now. Um, so that was nice. It got me a win to make sure I ended up, up more money than Dan, which is always always the goal here. Um, Mario Batista looked very good, submitting Brian Kelleher, rear naked choke, 227 first round. We got him for minus 160. Um, I was kind of thinking Kelleher before I, I dove more deeply into the fight. I'm glad I, I saw the error of my ways, and I went with Batista. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, too, because, like, Batista had said that he did not want to wrestle with him. He wasn't planning on wrestling, and he thought he was going to box. Um, and I don't know if that was just trying to 
lull Kelleher into thinking that yeah. that was true or if uh, if he actually meant it and then just saw an opening when he was there. But it was all wrestling and grappling from him, which is great because he's a great grappler and a great wrestler. Yeah, as he as he showed, he came through and then we got robbed. But, you know, the judges take taketh the judges giveth away. No, giveth and taketh away. Um, I, I don't mind that little monster one. Vanessa Demopolopolov Snuffleupagus uh, beat. Jin Fry split decision 28 29 29 28 30 27 pretty sure we were on the wrong side here I'm pretty sure Jin Fry won this fight but so we lost but Demopolis goes on Dan's podcast and she's fun so whatever she she is fun that was an awful decision <laughs> it was what did she do to win tell, I, tell me I, how she won that fight and I she didn't I I just cannot begin to to come up with a reason why she won in in MMA decisions was all over it too. Hang on, let me let me pull this up. Uh, yep. So let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There were twelve people who scored this fight. Uh, nine of them had it. Jinu Fry, twenty nine, twenty eight. Nine out of the twelve uh, for Jinu Fry. Two of right. them, two of them had it thirty twenty seven. Jinu Fry. All right. And then one person had it for Vanessa Demopoulos, twenty nine, twenty eight. Um. So in, in my usual hate on Sherdog, not going to come into play here really. uh, nope. because they were just the idiots who had it 30-27, which wasn't correct either. Yes. Um, both of them were. Yeah, because like I, I thought Demopolis won round three, right? She just came forward more and like landed a little bit more. Like I gave her that round, but there ain't yeah. no way she won rounds one or two. That That's crazy. Nope. And then uh, the judge, Jared Vallel, gave her all three rounds in that split. That's yeah, an insane scorecard. Yeah, I don't get. I I don't get it. Like what what does she do to uh to to earn that win? I I don't know. I I couldn't yeah. even begin to tell you. Anyhow, she won, so good for her. Um, we can see more little monster going forward. So, bonus winners as we mentioned: Gamrot, Zarukian, fight of the night, uh, performance of the night. Three of them went out: Rachmanov, Parisian, and Moises. All right. More importantly for us, I went nine and three, won three hundred fifty-five bucks. So on the year, I am 66% still for my picks, picking every fight. I'm up. I'm over a thousand bucks again, Dan. Almost eleven hundred bucks up. Four point two percent return on investment. Uh, Dan, a little worse, like usual, but he did okay still. Eight and four, three hundred twenty-two dollars. Three three twenty-three. We'll round it up. It's what Dan made. He's at fifty. You're up to fifty-nine percent accuracy, and you're still down fourteen hundred bucks though. So There's you time. need five There's more time. weeks of that, and then you're in the in the clear. There's there's time. There is time. That's what last the last year, as as longtime fans will know, Dan turned it on the end of the last half of the year, or last quarter perhaps of the year, went crazy with it. So um, recommended plays. Dan still is having trouble figuring out what that means, but he he went two and two, lost a buck a buck ninety. So it's it's a loss. <laughs> it was not the end of the world. He had Bautista. He had Curtis. Then he lost on the Fry fight, which we should have won, and he lost yeah. in Man- Manus, which was just a silly play to begin what, with. What so. would I have been up? What would I have been up with the the Fry fight? Up like thirty something bucks. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, that, yeah like that. that's that's brutal. I lost <laughs> on that one too, unfortunately. I had twenty. Or no, I would have been fry. up forty because I think I had thirty on her, and it would have been yeah, over right. ten return, thirty. Or, so yep. it would have been forty dollar, forty plus. There you go. Win. She was my only loss. Uh, the Fry, I lost 20 bucks on that, but I had 30 on Rachmanov, 30 on Curtis, 30, 20 on Allberg. So I went 3 1, up 24 bucks. On the year, I'm at 59%, up 36 bucks. So a big 1.8% return on investment. Dan is at 48%, and he's down 54 bucks. So um, there's still time. 
um, you got half of your recommended, half of your big uh, Hungry John parlay, right? Moises. Oh, yeah. I had had Moises sub, and what was the other one? Curtis first round finish. Oh, yeah. He fought much smarter. Like, I I respect the way that he went in there. Uh, That's, he, he did what he was supposed to do. Yep. So anyhow, fun event. Put put it to bed. Um, let's tell you what's coming up before we put this this baby into bed because we promise you shorter episodes. Still plenty of nonsense, but a little bit shorter. Um, like I, for instance, the spreadsheet I was just looking at. I had what did I have written down for a possible <clears throat> excuse me possible episode title stripper mouth I had written down. So there you go. There's still plenty of nonsense going on here. All right, uh, UFC 276 is coming up. He's coming up this weekend, um, Saturday, July the 2nd, a day after my country's birthday, Canada Day, July 1st. So it's the big event. Um, the Hall of Fame's this weekend, too, coming up, right? Um, I think it says UFC Hall of Fame induction. Sure, sure. Why not? Sure. Who's why going not? in this year? Do you know who's going in? Uh, Did I see Habib was going in? Sure, sure. Last like night? The- I have I, I'm this this is probably not the right place to air my grievances on the this UFC's is your Hall podcast. of Fame. It is. No nobody nobody has a Hall of Fame that's owned by an organization. Like WWF does. Uh, <laughs> WWE well, does. Okay. There you go. You, should should the UFC be doing more things like Vince McMahon? Yeah, they should, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, um, I know. No, but but like there's no MLB Hall of Fame. There's no yeah, NHL Hall of Fame. It's stupid as hell to have it. And yeah. it's literally a hall. Like it's it's not even a it's not a place. Yep. It's not a building. It's not like Cooperstown. It's a hall at the Performance Institute. Yeah, it's stupid as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, the, the this event um, being UFC 276 Adesanya versus Kenanier hopefully is not stupid as hell. Um, we got Izzy Adesanya, the champ, defending his belt against Jared Kenanier. We got Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway for the third time, right? I'm losing track here. Is it the third time or second time? Um, I don't know. The third time trilogy. Question. Sure. How, how do you not know anything? You, you're the one I always lean on, Dan. What's oh, the problem? oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at PFL stuff. I'm, I'm oh, trying to get it. I'm trying great. to get ahead. This I didn't even PFL hear the beginning. I didn't even, I didn't even hear the beginning of that question. <laughs> All right. Volkanovsky Holloway three is what it is. Oh yes. Yeah. That's a, th- that's definitely a trilogy. Why yeah. did you not, why did you need to ask about that? I, I was thinking, I was thinking, did they fight <laughs> twice? I'm pretty sure they fought twice. Sean you know what I mean? I'm not going to it up. <laughs> Strickland Pereira could be interesting. We'll see if Alex Pereira is is the real deal or not. Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, also very interesting. And then what? We lost the fight off the main card, right? Was it Bobby Green, Jim Miller that was supposed to be on there, possibly? So Bobby Green, Jim Miller was supposed to be on there. Bobby Green's out. Uh, Donald Cerrone is in. Uh, so it's right, now okay. Jim Miller, Cerrone too. But we also lost uh, Lauren Murphy versus Misha right, Tate. That, that's why. Uh, Lauren Murphy has COVID. Uh, she has. Yes, that's right. She announced she's been having symptoms and stuff like that too. So like she couldn't just fight through it. And then the rest of the card, Riddell versus Turner, Lawler versus Barbarena, Gary versus Green, Miller versus Cerrone, Hall versus Munez, I versus Barber. Haha, <laughs> Barber, yes, I just realized she's back, Dan. Tavares versus Duplessis, Jesse Jess versus Stoliarenko. Not a dud in the batch. No, it's a great card, top to bottom. Yeah, fantastic. Even losing fights. So, yeah, this should be a very fun fight night. I haven't looked at any of the odds or anything yet, so I don't know if we have. Um, we have good odds on and on. Have you peeked at the odds yet? 
I have. Um, yeah, any, anything interesting? Don't tell me anything, but anything, uh, anything interesting coming on? There, there's Jump one I le- there's one I legitimately love. Yeah, a dog ah, play that's okay. very exciting in there. But uh, you'll have to wait until we'll get the same one. Yeah, you'll have to wait till Wednesday for that little jam. Yeah, interesting. I'll have to wait till Wednesday to see. All right. Uh, anything else we need? Uh, you can follow the podcast at SGPN MMA yes. on Twitter. That that's one of the things you should always do. Definitely follow that. Um, follow me, Jeff Fox writer on Twitter. Follow Dan Gumby Vreeland on Twitter. Um, what else can you do? Read all our stuff, of course, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, read my stuff at moneymma.substack.com. Listen to Dan's Top Turtle MMA podcast when it goes, comes out later this week. And obviously, listen to our podcast that's dropping tomorrow, depending on when you listen to this, maybe even dropping the day of, or maybe it already did drop it. Anyhow, it comes out Mondays now. Um, we will be breaking down the last PFL before they go on a little break for a few weeks. PFL six. Um, we will be giving you some picks there and we'll be recapping this past weekend's PFL where Dan hit a couple big dogs. So don't want to miss that at all. That will be episode 160, which will be dropping, like I said, Monday. That's it. You want to take us home, Dan? Sure. I'm Dana Gibby Freeland. He's the Haitian sensation, Jeff Fox. And we will catch you tomorrow. <laughs>